previously on Legends of Grayskull. Hello everybody and welcome to episode... Not 100. 99.99999999% almost 100. But we are not 100 yet. We are pleasantly <laughs> surprised with that one. Unlike the last thing I was surprised by. <laughs> Here, here's the best part. I, I've it, never in buying online have I ever had this happen to me, so I'm just kind of like dumbfounded with the whole situation. Mattel has just released this massive poster showing all of its offerings throughout the end of the year. And Mattel basically said, hold my beer. And now, the thrilling conclusion of Legends of Grayskull. Welcome to Legends of Grayskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Grayskull. Sean, whew, that, that was a lot of toys. Uh, Mattel is really throwing everything at the wall here. Absolutely. God, I almost, I almost don't feel like talking about toys ever again. I think you're crazy, because I think there's always room for more toys. You're right, you're right. But you know what? Let's let's take a little break from Mattel, let's take a little break from Masters. If all of our legend Dottie will be okay with it, let's go ahead, let's jump off-world for a minute and talk some Cosmic Legions. I am inevitable. What? Did you hear that? I, what, I there's heard something. Some... There's some. There's a transmission coming. Oh, Curtis Ackerman! Oh my God! He's what are you doing cool. here? I'm everywhere. He is. I'm always here. <laughs> well, uh, as long as you're here, you want to talk some Cosmic <laughs> Legions with us? I would love to. There's oh. nothing I would love more. <laughs> now, before we jump into the reveals, let's uh, real quick here, Sean Curtis. How deep would you say you're in on Cosmics right now? I know there's technically no waves out there. There is a test shot if you guys have them. But, uh, yeah, how, how, how deep are you planning on going in on these? Sean, go ahead. I'm tiptoeing at the moment uh, because I'm way more mythic with fantasy-based stuff than sci-fi. But I definitely appreciate a lot of the new designs are coming out with for this. And... Uh, there's one in particular that came out in this wave we were going to talk about that I am head over heels for. So, gotcha. yeah. Do you have any of the previous waves pre-ordered? Not yet. I will be going through uh, probably third-party people, um, uh, sellers and stuff, to get the ones that I want. Because there are ones I want in the previous waves as well. Or said toys and collectibles. Great pricing. Yes. Fast shipping. No sales tax, and there's a rewards program as well. And they don't <laughs> and even sponsor logo. us. Exactly, and that logo is quite snazzy, if that I do is, say so myself. That logo is amazing. <laughs> I wish I could get that guy to do a Legends of Grayskull logo. That would He's be awesome. He's a jerk. What He's a it? jerk. <laughs> he is. I know. Uh, Curtis, Cosmics, in, out, in between. I am 100% in. Um, initially I kind of felt the same as Sean in that 
you know, I've always been more of a sword and sorcery guy than a space guy. Um, but just having the chance to be at the beginning of this line, because I, I missed out on Mythic Legions for the first few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having the chance to get in on the ground floor and, and um, I was definitely all in, but I wasn't necessarily 100% feeling it at first. But as we've gotten closer, we've started seeing, you know, the finished product and and the, mm-hmm. the packaging and test shots and things like that. Like the closer that it's getting, um, I'm actually becoming more excited about Cosmic than I have for Mythic Legions. Um, so, yeah, I'm 100% all in on all of these. Wow. Nice. What about test shots? Did you pick any up? I did. I picked up two. I traded one away. I kept one. Um which is the the sentry, the Tusk sentry. Okay. Um, that's like my favorite figure uh, from that first wave because it's just, as a customizer, it, it offers a lot of options for, you know, like Space Marine type things, but you yeah. can pop any other kind of head on there. And, and um, you know, I've already been putting a lot of like the Wolf King custom heads on there to see, you know, what would look good. And almost everything looks good on that. that <laughs> body. So it's just a perfect base for customs in my opinion. And I'm excited because I got a 12 pack of those. So it's going to give me plenty of options. So just yeah, out of curiosity, because I haven't seen a straight answer on this. Um, how compatible are cosmic with mythics? Uh, I mean, as far as like the parts, like yeah. the, the arms, the legs, things like that, all of that's the same. Is it? Um, okay. Because some people they, were saying, I think it was the feet that they said were like a different joint or something or a different size. No, nope, no. Nope, from okay. I, I, mean, I have taken, I had a female figure and then I had the sentry. So I've have two different body types and I took them 100% apart. I'm talking right. about like the ankle joints, the, you know, yes, I you do. did a fully exploded view so that we can look at, because obviously I work with uh, Wolf King Customs and we wanted to look at, you know, what parts that we can create, any differences, that kind of thing. Um, as far as I can tell, as far as those stuff, you know, it's all really the same, but there's some new stuff that they're adding to it. And they've been doing these things lately where they kind of add more modular pieces to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know the one gun on, I can't remember the gal's name, um, but she's like the the dwarf lady, and she's got that big giant gun, and the end of the gun mm-hmm. is modular where that comes off and you can put a different attachment, and one of the figures that we're going to look at today that has a drill, it's the same gun, it's just with a different attachment at the end. Um, the Sentry has a like a circle piece in his chest that looks kind of like a fan mm-hmm. and that circle piece pulls out and you can put different pieces in there. So it's the same kind of chest compartment as the science officer. Um, and I think we're going to see some, some different use of that. And I think it's just a creative way for the four horsemen to use kind of the same tooling, but offer different looks by just having something that pops in and looks a little bit different. So mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Very cool to hear. So, I, but I will I will say real quick the yeah. there are some other things that are different, like the slog figure. There is nothing compatible yeah. with that yeah. and anything <laughs> mythically because it's a totally different scale. And you know, he's just a, a meatball. Yeah. No, for sure. I was definitely meaning the the regular <laughs> yeah. figures. I mean, it's it's like the troll. Like nothing is compatible with the troll. That's right. A troll. So. But yeah, I'm I'm like Sean. I've got I've got a couple on pre-order though. I know I've got the and I'm terrible with their names. I think it's Kragnar, the four-armed mm-hmm. gladiator, and I've got the scorpion lady 
Gotcha. Um, I got them pre-ordered. But kind of the same thing. Like, for me, like, they're great. I appreciate them, but they don't necessarily hit me as hard as Mythics does. My home's just more in that fantasy. Um, but the, this latest wave, the Outpost Axius wave, has really, you know, uh, stepped it up a little bit. Yeah, they brought the fire this wave, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump on over to the let's go straight to the source of the source horsemen uh so we are in their cosmic legions line and this is the outpost zaxius wave uh curtis why don't you go ahead and tell us what characters comprise this wave uh sure so you've got uh you just want me to try to read these names don't you (laughs) yep (laughs) uh altar silovius uh, we've got Kalian Shun, you've got Operative 83, the Sphexian Mine Worker, Scourge, and then the Tusk Pilot. Very nice. All right, so let's just jump through, we'll go through them one at a time here. First up, we've got Altar. You want to read all that? That's a lot of reading. <laughs> the Greyborn's ability to access a transcend. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like Travis this morning. Let me start over. <laughs> the Greyborn's ability to access a transcendental state known as the Grey has con- granted them considerable power, as well as a measure of celebrity in Cosmerium. The Maze. The meshed assemblage of zonal enlightenment is recognized system-wide as a source of information, and those who wield that information help shape the opinions of the populace. Yet, despite this power and influence, there are those among the Greyborn who believe that the maze is being used improperly, and they long for a return to the ways of old. Altar Silovius is a Greyborn traditionalist, one of a growing number of this race who have begun to argue for a return to the days before the maze and their association with official government bodies. A belief that information should be shared freely and without dilution or added interpretation of the facts is what Altar and the traditionalists have argued. It is a stance which has brought them to the attention of many in Cosmerium, including some who agree with what they preach, and others who wish to see these sermons, and those who speak them silenced. Uh. And so, yeah, you got, uh, for our audio listeners, you should probably look up the pictures, but we've got, we've got the gray, and this isn't the first Greyborn we've seen, is it? No, this is the second one. Okay. But it Um, uses, uh, kind of similar parts. It's a, it's got some lankier, um, arms and legs so that it stands a little bit taller than I think a normal figure. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference with this one, as opposed to the first one we got is we do have the bare forearms that a lot of people are excited about, especially customizers. Um, you know, cause the first one had armored forearms. So to see those bare forearms is really cool. Um, and then he's got, you know, two soft goods there. It looks like well, actually three, there's an underskirt that's like a light blue. Then you've got the like brownish, um, kind of toga looking piece and then a cloak that's um, I guess that's more of like a dark blue. Um, 
and then great. It looks great to me. Yeah. yeah, and he's got you know the the staff there, um, which is the the one that was used with the Father Christmas, and then just oh, I the, didn't even the, notice that. Yeah, Good and then eye. they did the really nice job with the the head that they painted there, and I th- I think that's something throughout this wave that we'll see is that uh, they really ramp, ramped up the paint on these the, as far as colors and just the different apps that they used. Like it's it's a very vibrant wave, um, and there's just a lot of you know cool paint jobs on these. Agreed, and this is this is kind of your traditional alien looking guy. What you, you know, yep. a lot of people think of. Um, I did not catch that that was the Father Christmas staff. That's that's a cool reuse. Um, and I'm ex- I, I like the fact that this one is doing the unarmored, like you said, the unarmored forearms, which mm-hmm. we just have not seen before. You know, it's it's a very cool looking guy, and I really don't think that their anatomy is that much different. Like I could see people taking this over to Cosmic with a repaint or Mythics with a repaint and making that like just a villager, or even just using that for an unar you know unarmored look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the. The thing that Mythic, well, that that Four Horsemen in general do well is maximizing their tooling to reuse parts, but in a way that they paint them and use them to where you don't even realize it's the same part from something else. Um, You know, and that's that's a way that they can keep costs down on these figures so that, you know, year after year, when you look at the price of these figures, even if with you know, the economy that we're in and inflation and everything else, you see all these other toy lines that you see in retailers going up in price, but Mythic is really staying the same. And that's because the Four Horsemen do just such a good job of creatively using those parts that they've already tooled. So, um, yeah, just really great job on this one. For sure. John, you getting in on this one? This one, I'm up in the air about because, like I said, there's one in particular I absolutely have to have. And the other ones, there's one other one that I really like, and it isn't this one. But I really do like this look for the alien because uh, he's got this, like, shaman vibe about him. Mm-hmm. And it almost, it, like, if you just pop a different head on it, it could almost seamlessly be in Mythics without a problem because of all the soft goods on it. Um, and I just, I, I really dig the way that they use the soft goods on this because, mm-hmm. uh, typically in, in mythics, when we see it, it's more like, okay, here, the, the, uh, loin piece will be cloth, uh, cloth, or there's a cape. And here you actually have like a toga piece to the figure, which that hasn't been done. At least that I could think of off the top of my head right now before. So I, I really dig their the use of that more and more and making it more interesting because the, the modular aspect is there still for anybody who wants to customize, but then that piece is still available. If you want to make it like mm-hmm. one of the Mercurians wears it or something, if you want to customize one of them or whatever in, in a uh, mythic. So yeah, there's a lot of really cool potential with this. And, and I agree with Curtis about the colors too. I mean, right off the bat, this is a very colorful character. And you know, it's like it, it doesn't let up from here out, which is really cool. Yeah, I can't decide on that cloak. It looked gray at first, but now that I'm seeing the, the Trevor Williams picture, it looks blue. So <laughs> I just said, I don't know. No, let's let's not go there. 
Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> I, I I do like um I, I don't know what the audience is seeing there, but the there's the one shot in there that's the close up of the head without the hood on. Um I'll bring it back and, up again. And that just that, yeah, that paint job that they did on the yep. head there is yeah. just fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um I like the glossy black eye. And then, you know, just the different colors mixed in on the top of that head is, is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like we were saying too, it's like, especially like Sean said, you know, you, you get a different head, different hands, different feet for mythics and you've got, you, you don't even have to change anything else besides, you know, color matching, mm-hmm. but like you've mm-hmm. got, you've got a human shaman, you could have an elf shaman, like it'd be so easy to just pop and swap there with what they've done. And of course, you've got to think that the horsemen themselves are going to, you know, oh yeah, uh, do some branch out with some stuff with this. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see those bare forearms, you know, make yeah. their way into mythic. Um, yeah. And real quick about soft goods, Sean, you bring up a good point. I grew up hating soft goods. Anytime a line would do soft goods, I thought it looked so stupid. And every, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know. You know, you think back to, like, the Star Wars line, you know, like, I'm thinking more Power of the Force in the 90s, you know, they had, like, the, the they released them first with the plastic capes, yep. you know, Leia, Lando, everything, then they brought them back out with the cloth, and I thought it just looked so stupid. It looked like I went to my mom's sewing stuff, cut out a piece <laughs> of fabric, and stuck it on the back. Yeah. So, I have always grown, you know, I know when classics came out, there was the big debate, um... You know, when characters like Hero and Randor and stuff came out, like, are, why are we doing plastic capes? Let's do cloth. And I was always the guy saying, no, plastic. Cloth is just going to look stupid. It just, you know. But now, yeah. but now, like, these soft goods are not what I think of as, as or what I used to think of as soft goods. Mm-hmm. Like, these are such a step up. They look amazing. They look like they were made for them, you know. And it's just fantastic work. I believe it's still C. Jism, right? That's who's... Mm-hmm. C. Jessam, yeah. Jessam, who's doing all yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, amazing work by him and way to really amp it up. And uh, and that's just another step that helps kind of differentiate as they keep reusing these parts. Now they're bringing in soft goods and it really sets these figures apart from stuff that's come before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been one that likes a figure completely covered in soft goods. Um, I like a little bit of accent here and there, a cape, you know, that kind of thing, a robe. Um, because I don't want, like, I appreciate the art of the figure itself, the sculpts. You know, I, I a lot of times I'll just sit there and stare at a figure and just look at how it was sculpted and just admire the artwork that went into that. And I don't want it covered up, you know, by a bunch of cloth. Um this one is probably a little bit more than what I would normally uh, want for soft goods um, in terms of coverage, uh, but it looks good. It, kind of, it creates a good overall look, um, so I, I'm happy with this one. But, yeah, this, it's kind of pushing the limits on, you know, how much soft goods I would want on a figure, but it, it looks amazing. Absolutely. All right, now let's jump over to Kalian Shoon. Curtis, why don't you go ahead and read us that by. All right. Uh, a bodyguard employed by the Axer 3 company, Kaylee and Shun's job is to make sure that her fellow crew members and the cargo that they are carrying arrive safely at their destination. 
and all agreed upon payments are made upon delivery. This position keeps her constantly busy and on the move, a situation that suits someone trying to escape their past. Kaylee never talks about where she came from, including uh, where she learned the combat skills that she has become known for or where she acquired the unusual armor that she wears on parts of her body. Only the captain of the ship she flies upon knows that she was once a member of the uh, Apurian Column, the elite bodyguards of the Ferex Empire. Dismissed uh, from the ranks of the Iperian for questioning direct order from her commanders, Kalian immediately decided to leave Zatratos. Uh, she changed her name and appearance and took work that would utilize her skills, uh, but which would take her far from her, oh, sorry, far away from what her gut told her uh, was danger posed by very institution that she had once swore to defend. So. And you can read more about her in The Bodyguard's Tale. Yeah, that that was something with this wave. They did a whole series of kind of blog entries that, you know, followed these characters and kind of told a little bit more about them. So if you're interested in that, that is all on Source Horseman. Um, but it really kind of really furthers develops these characters. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is Kaylin. She is... A Zubinoid. She comes with three blasters, a rifle, a pistol, and a wrist, and two sets of hands, a belt, and a wired soft goods cloak, along with a helmeted and unhelmeted head. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I get a, I get a very uh, uh, Cobra Commander, Cobra Infantry vibe. I just the reds and the blues. Um, mm. I guess I really uh, with that helmeted head. Um, but it's fun. It's a great use of colors. Um, she's got that soft goods cloak and everything. Um, what do you guys think about her? I when when I saw that helmet at first, I got the vibe from like the old mask figures. Um, yeah, I see that too. Yep. Yeah, where you know you'd have these. I mean, the old mask figures. They weren't great. They were like what five points of articulation, and yeah, you know, GI Joes. I mean, yeah, basically a little bit, you know, smaller though. Yeah, they were um, like one inch high. <laughs> yeah, but then they had those really cool helmets that you would pop yeah. on, and that's that's the vibe that I got from this. Uh, but then also, she just she looks like a bounty hunter. She looks like a cross between something from Mask and like a Mandalorian or something. Oh, yeah. um, so I like the the one arm is armored, the other arm is bare. Um, you've got that, there's like a, a missile that pops into her wrist. So it's kind of like a, you know, almost like a bounty hunter, uh, or like a Mandalorian, like with, it would shoot a rocket off of their, their wrist gauntlet. Um, and then that you've got that cool thing going across the chest, uh, that connects to the pauldron. And yeah, it's just a really cool overall look. And I, I think she looks pretty badass. And, you know, a lot of people didn't realize, like, that arm, the armored arm, mm-hmm. it's basically the same as a goblin arm. Like, it's the exact same arm, but just the way that they incorporated it here, it doesn't look like a mythic part on a cosmic. It looks like it's part of the cosmic piece, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sure. Sean? Yeah. I I agree that uh, she does have that mask vibe. I, the other thing I was going to say is she kind of reminds me of uh, when Leia dresses up as um, oh, Bosch, is it ba- Bosch in uh, Return of the Jedi. 
Um, and I, I always dig these characters where they look like they just pick stuff up and grab it off. of After they had a fight with somebody, they pick up a piece of the armor and they use it as their own now, kind of like Atlas in Mythics. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she's the other one that uh, I'm, I got my eye on in this wave. And the, the thing about myth or the thing about cosmics that keeps blowing my mind is it's the opposite for me of mythics because mythics, I'm not into the women figures very much. It's not sexist. It's just those figures just don't pop for me the way that, um, the, that the characters I like, like the skeletons or the demons or the barbarians do. And in cosmics, most of the figures that I absolutely want are the female characters, which blew my mind with this, how tipsy, you know, tipsy turvy, timey wimey or whatever you want to call it. This, uh, this whole line is getting for me because in the first wave, both of the women I wanted a lot, the, the, um, the one that Curtis brought up earlier too, the heavy artillery character and uh, pretty much every wave, there's a woman character and she's that one where it's like, okay, she's right there on the bubble of, am I going to get her or not? And she's probably going to be a yes. I like it. I like her story. I like her look. Um, it looks, it looks amazing. Um, I, and I do love the, I, like I said, it definitely gives me like a Crowbar mask vibe, but like, I mm-hmm. love the bright colors. Like that's, they're fun to me. Um, anything that'll pop on the shelf, especially, I think with sci-fi, especially there's always kind of that instinct to go, you know, all dark steel, gray, yeah. black, you know? So seeing characters like this, that can still look serious, but also like really pop and vibrant on the shelf uh, is a lot of fun. Now, which head would you guys display her with? Mm. Uh, for me, it'd have to be that, that the unhelmeted, that blue hair flowing down, those Same. yellow glowing eyes. Like, I mean, the helmet looks great, but for me, I, I think that unhelmeted just really makes her look amazing. Mm-hmm. The the unhelmeted is really cool. The the hair, the face paint, or or I don't know if that's face paint or if it's uh you know just how her race looks and you know where where it's got like those yellow spots all over and stuff. Um, amazing I, paint. Job. I assume it. I assume it's how her race looks. But yes, definitely that, the paint job on the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. an absolutely gorgeous head. For me, I've got to have the mask in some form or fashion. So either, either the helmet is on or with her, like holding the helmet um, and, and then the, the unhelmeted head on, but one way or another, I got to have that helmet on display because sure. it's, it's too cool not to have there somehow. So, or you just buy two. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Almost... Next... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sean. I was just going to say with, with what Curtis is saying, I'd almost like the idea that she was found out. So if I displayed her, I'd want her to look like she's about to shoot somebody. Her, her uh, helmet's on the ground. It's the whole, Oh, she's been discovered. So she's like attacking everybody to get out of the situation. Yeah. Rip the mask off. Yeah. It's got that dramatic thing going on. So I like it. All right. Next up we have operative 83. Sean, I have a feeling that this is the one that you've been (laughs) alluding to. So I'm going to let you read this file. All right. Something of a mystery, even among other members of the Breeders Guild, Operative 83 uses advanced illusion technology to alter his appearance, voice, and mannerisms. 
This technology allows him to infiltrate even the most secure locations in his efforts to gather intelligence for the Leaders Guild. Operative 83's most recent mission brought him to an undisclosed Tusk facility. Donning a suit of Tusk armor, he was able to uncover startling secrets that the organization had been keeping hidden. As he was leaving the complex, Operative 83's presence was detected and an alert was put out for his capture and immediate return to the facility. This spy now finds himself on the run, armed with a secret that will either lead to his destruction or a hefty payday for his employers. So, he is an unknown race. He is part of the Bleeders Guild. And he comes with a pistol and two sets of hands. And he has three heads total. A (laughs) human, a monster, and a robot. And a robot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and he is the first of two PowerCon debut figures that we get in this wave. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's Manny Faces, ladies. Yep. He is the Manny Faces tribute figure, which I know privately. Uh, Maybe it was all of us, but I know at least me and Sean talked like we had kind of thrown out the idea that there could be a Masters tribute coming in Cosmic. I didn't expect them to do both in Cosmic, um, and I didn't have any speculation on who it would be. But then mm. it really, it really caught me by surprise, and I think it's a very well done figure. The again, the bright, vibrant cover colors, and like he, ju- he just he is. He's that perfect homage where it's like you look at him and there's no doubt in your mind that this is supposed to be an homage to Manny Faces. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, he's got a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, that that space helmet is amazing. Like he's just even beyond the Manny Faces connection, he is a cool figure through and through. Yeah, it's it's funny because like. Two days before this one was revealed, I was um, up in Muskecon, and this was one that I thought they would do. Um, and I didn't think it was going to be in Cosmic, though. I was talking to somebody, and I said, "I said, you know, I think with the new faceplate pieces that they have, because they've got, mm-hmm. you know, some of the knights. Um, let's see, the uh, Sir Aldrich, and then the Elijah figure." have like helmets where the face plate is removable and you can put a different face in there. Um, so I assumed that they were going to do something with that. Like they were going to make, have one helmet with a monster, a human mm-hmm. and a ro- robot, you know, face plate that would go in there. Um, and I assumed that it was going to be more of a mythic thing. Um, you know, and so then when this came out like two days later and it's three completely separate heads, not even yeah. using that faceplate technology, I'm like, man, this is just super cool. And I, I can't, the way that they painted that figure up, it looks like that body was built to be Manny Faces. Right. And this is this is basically that century build that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And I've got the test shot of this. I got 12 of these on order. But never once did I look at that and go, man, that would be a great body for Manny Faces. But then right. when you see it painted up, it's like, holy crap. Like, it looks like it was made for it. Um, exactly. 
yeah, it's just to me, this is the best tribute that they've done. Um, I, I just love this figure. I think it's amazing. But now the, I know you said uh, they didn't use the faceplate technology. Nope. But those heads have the faceplate, right? Like yes. the, the monster well, this, and the human one, those are the heads that have the faceplate technology. They just the, didn't use it for the feet. The human one is not a faceplate. That's no, one of the, the face inserts like they do for like the hoods and, and that kind of thing. Gotcha. The one that I was talking about for the um, the knights in the Necronominous wave is just like, it's a complete head. And then the, just the face pops out. These, right. the whole head kind of pops into that hood. Um, gotcha. Now the monster one, you may be correct. That monster one may be a face plate. Um, it so looks like it probably is. Right. That's what I was thinking. And that's yeah. what I found interesting that they used it, but they did same thing. I figured if anything, that would be yeah. you know, more of a Zartan type thing where you're taking yeah. the, the faces out. But yeah, either that or it's a, it's a, my, my understanding from, you know, hearing a couple of people from the studio, including Jeremy Gerard Ooh, is name that, drop. Look at that. Is that, that, <laughs> got that head for the monster is one that they already had sculpted because they mm-hmm. typically don't sculpt things just for these debut figures. They never, um, they, we haven't seen it yet. So, yep. so I don't know as far as the construction of it, that may be one solid head without anything that pops out. Um, gotcha. but it, it, you know, is one that apparently we're going to see at some point down the road. And so. I'm honestly not sure if we're going to see it in cosmic or in mythics. Cause looking at that head just by itself, like there's nothing inherently cosmic about it. Like that could easily just be like a vampire yeah. army mm-hmm. builder or in another vamp new vampire named character. Like, yeah. So it's, I'll be really curious to see where that pops up. Yeah, because those um, those spikes off to the side, uh, those are removable. Those mm-hmm, are the same ones that sure. came with the Stratos debut figure. So you pop those spikes out and you put in different attachments, whether it's horns or, or wings or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and this becomes a totally different look. And then obviously if you paint that that monster green skin color, you paint that white. Yeah, this is easily a vampire that mm-hmm. you you know, can have some sort of vampire night with. So. Yeah. And like I said, if that, if that does pop out as a base plate, I mean, that just opens up limitless to where you can use it. Yeah. Sean, uh, why don't you say a few words? I know, I know you don't particularly care for this character, <laughs> but go, go ahead. Uh, when I, when I first saw the reveal of this, I think it was last week. Um, initially I thought somebody took their test shot and just painted it up to be a Manny faces, uh, just a custom. And I was like, well, that's really cool. I wish they make that one day. And all of a sudden I realized it was the Four Horsemen Studios actual post. And then I just like, I jumped out of my seat going, we're getting this? Like, this is insane. Um, yeah, Manny Faces is is uh, one of my top three Masters of the Universe favorites of all time. So the fact that it's, here he is as a, um, a PowerCon uh, figure now is like, Holy crap! I I I think I like Adamon still. He's it, he and Keltus are still my two favorites in that. But he is like really hot on their tails, coming up fast with with like my favorite on this because uh, I I can't see a single thing about him that I don't like, and it really is like the perfect representation of if you're going to do an homage to him. 
Mm. I couldn't imagine it a better way than this. Um, and yeah, I, I cannot wait to get this figure in hand. He's, he's going to be one of my favorites. And the thing that I always said about mythics, cause it took me a while to get into mythics was I needed that character to get me in the rabbit hole finally, and really give a crap about the, the whole, whole thing, because without that key figure, it's usually harder for me to like the overall everything else. And this is that figure finally. Like I've liked things about cosmics up to this point, but this is that figure where now my heart's in it because there's a figure that really speaks to me in that way. So he's the guy. Simple as that. Love it. So how many how many would you buy? Do you need three? I play the three heads. I actually might do that as crazy as it sounds. I, I really do like the idea. I can do all three of them then. And they're, they're going to be fun on the shelf for that reason, because each of these heads also deserves to be showcased. It shouldn't just be, here's the human. Cause I always display them with the human face. I'm really boring like that, but uh, I love the, uh, I love the monster face on this one and the cosmic helmets are so interesting like like curtis was saying about the last figure that i'm just like no i want all three of them displayed and uh that's my first real big you know like i'm jumping using this figure to say i like this now this is it's speaking to me i agree and how about I, you i would i would i would just get one just because i'm a cheap bastard but uh <laughs> I'd probably have to start off with that monster face. I think it grabs me the most, but this is one that I could see kind of like my Mondo Deluxe He-Man, like switching out mm-hmm. from time to time. Yep. Um, yep. And for those who don't know real quick, what the PowerCon debut figures, so this one and one other will be available at PowerCon this August in Ohio. You can buy them at the show there first. And then they will also release as part of this outpost Zaxius wave in the future whenever the whole wave gets done. Now, these are going to be extra special because normally they're pretty much identical, the PowerCon release and the regular release. Since the, since the boxes for these are not done yet for the Zaxius wave, these two PowerCon figures will be released in the regular wave one packaging. So you will get completely different packaging between the PowerCon release and the Zaxius release. And that's kind of the first time for that. I could also see them with this figure releasing one with one head standard and the other with the other head standard. Mm-hmm. If they really want to drive men on card collectors crazy, <laughs> I was just they, thinking you, this. they could do, they could actually release him every way. Kind of like, like Manny mm-hmm. Faces. Like, I've seen carded examples of man- vintage 2000X, like all the Manny Faces with different heads showing. So mm-hmm. if War Horsemen really want to drive collectors crazy, they could release all three versions in the wave, and it's just random which one you get sh- uh, actually attached. Yeah. What about you, funny. Curtis? How many are you getting, and uh, how would you display them if you're only getting one or um, I'm only getting one, and not not because I'm a cheap bastard. Um <laughs> because like the the way that i make my purchases uh, or at least i try to is um as far as a customizing standpoint i go for the figures that are more plain that can be turned into whatever uh this 
figure has a lot of paint apps. It's very unique. When you see that armor, you see that head, whatever, you're going to know exactly what it is. It's so unique that I don't see a lot of customizing potential with this without completely doing a total different paint job. Um, So, so this is not one that I would buy a lot of and, and do now the century, you know, things like that, that are very basic color scheme, uh, that are Legion builders and a little bit cheaper. Those are the ones that I, I load up a bunch of figures on this one. I love it. I think it's the best tribute figure they've done. Um, and, and I, I, it's my favorite of this wave, but it's one of those that's so unique. I only need one. I will be probably, um, displaying it with the human head. Um, to me, that's the one that when I first saw that, especially like with the stars over the eyes, love that. Um, it's the first human like face that we've gotten in cosmic. Mm -hmm. Um, not saying human because you know, he's not necessarily human, but he's human like, um, yeah. So I love this figure, but it's one that I, I just need one of. Mm -hmm. And that going back that human head and helmet, that's another piece where it's like, that could depend on how it's painted easily fits either one. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. And at this, it's it's just so interesting how basically a mythic style helmet mm. painted in this color scheme then immediately takes you to like that pulp sci fi, you know, um, the Adam Strange, you know, yeah. all off world type of stuff. So yeah. it's just well, and that that right. head, that face that's in there is the same one that was in the Xylernian Guard, and mm-hmm. I didn't even realize at first, like. Like it took somebody pointing yeah. it out to me and then I had to look at the, you know, each one and kind of look at it. I'm like, Oh crap, that really is. But the paint job is so different and unique that you don't even realize it's the same sculpt. Yeah. So. The, the thing too, with this figure for me is, and I know for some people, the fact that there were no like humanoid looking figures. I mean, yes, there were people that had facial features of human esque, you know, quality, but this is the first male version that they've introduced to the line. And that I think is part of what's grabbed me even more because I, when, when somebody said cosmic legions and we didn't know what the line was going to be yet in my head, there was like a star Wars kind of a feeling to it for me, at least like I was thinking, Oh, there's going to be these like swashbuckling adventure humans out there and all that. And it's like, this is the first we've gotten to see that for a, for a male figure and I think that's another part of what got me that I'm like, ooh, now now we're getting somewhere that I was I I wasn't expecting it, but I was hoping for it. And when we didn't get it at first, it really did take me a minute to go, wait, this isn't what I was thinking it was gonna be. I gotta get used to this first. Now I don't need to get used to it. I gotta figure yeah. that he's that character, and then if they have all the other crazy around them, that's cool. They did the same thing with like, you know, John Carter of Mars and you know, some of those, like you said, the pulp stuff. So it yep. really works. It fits that for me. Exactly. All right. Next up, we got the Spexian Mine Worker. Curtis, go ahead and take this file if you would. Okay. Uh, subterranean variant of the Spexian race. A cavern Spex um, are immediately recognizable due to their almost colorless bodies a product of the very limited exposure to light that they uh, see underground tunnels that they call home. A life spent in near complete darkness has given them cavern specs abilities that are expertly suited for their work uh, in the deep mining colonies 
spread across Cosmerium. These subterranean Sphex come in two varieties, the six-arm tunnelers, which conduct drilling and uh, excavation operations, and the rarer winged flyers, which are tasked with running messages and supplies to the surface of the mines um, to the deep, dark tunnels below. So this figure is, we've already seen two Svexians in the line. We had the block commander, and then we had the kind of the regular worker um, Svexian in the first wave. Um, so this uses that same kind of body style, uh, but a di- totally different paint job. So instead of the darker colors used in the, the first couple, uh, you know, like it said in the bio there, this is kind of a pale one that has is not seeing the light of day very often. And so it, it does look um, like a totally different skin tone on there. Um, and he comes with a really awesome drill that we kind of talked about earlier. That's really that same gun that we saw in the first wave uh, with a different attachment on the end to make it look like a drill. Absolutely. And he also comes with the, the wing and the wings and the open and closed heads. Yep. And those wings are really cool too. Um, you know, they, they're, I know the ones in the first wave were also kind of translucent. Um, and these are, you know, they've got like a white outside and then the, the translucent part is like a, a pink translucent, yeah. uh, which is just really cool. Oh, they look, they look amazing. Um, and I, Curtis, I got, I got to imagine this is one that you're just going to be loading up on. Yeah. I mean, out of all of the figures in the wave, this is one of, this is not one that like, I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited about this one. You know, it's, it's, it's not as cool as some of the other figures, but if there was a figure in this wave that I was going to buy multiple of, it's probably this one. I mean, the body is just a really good starter body for any customs that you want to do. If you want to do a Spexian custom, this is the best figure that we've gotten so far in the cosmic line to customize. I mean, this, that, sorry, it's my dog. Ah, wasn't um, mine this time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that body is mostly black with some like blue yep. trim, uh, which would be a great base body for customizing. Um, the, the, uh, character itself with that pale skin tone would be easy to cover with any other color that you wanted to do. So, you know, from a customizing standpoint, this thing is is gold. So absolutely, Sean, you getting this one? Um, I'm up in the air on this one. I I like the original ones a little better. Um, and to be honest, the one with the open mouth, that thing is. It's like I don't normally get like, Ugh, but that one actually made me go, "Holy crap!" Yeah, <laughs> this thing came at me in a mine. I would probably be like dead in a <laughs> second because that thing looks terrifying. Um, I, I think they're like, this is, this is funny because of how it's the darkness and the, the light of their skin, but then the darkness of the armor, like they're the mm-hmm. goth spec scenes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I actually, I like this one quite, quite a lot too, because the spec in general, um, other than the female characters were the ones where I was really getting sucked into it because it was something so not what we had already seen in any line both mythic and cosmic when, when they first got revealed that uh, I want to get a few of those. They just look cool. So, 
but I'd rather get the original ones first before this one. But since the pre-orders here, eh, we'll see what I do. Yeah, I mean, if you're just getting a, a Sphexian to display as is, the first two, in my opinion, are cooler than this one. Yeah. If you want one to customize, this this is the one that you'd want to get because it's mm-hmm. just the parts lend itself much better. And that, you know, one note on that face with the open mouth, um, you know, if you read into the the blog entries that we were talking about, um, it talks about how, you know, these miners will actually sing down in there to keep themselves occupied. So, you know, you can, you can either consider that a, yeah, you can either scare, think of that as a scary, you know, open mouth coming at you face Mm -hmm. or just be singing and having a good time. Now um, I want like I want to get uh, like seven of them and do a little stop motion video. With well, them. they they got to they got to be like the uh, the quartet around the fire in the rock. <laughs> be back, you know. <laughs> yeah, get them but, candy stripe outfit and uh, exactly. you know, and <laughs> on with the show. This is it. <laughs> but now, have we seen that open mouth before? Is that no. new to this one? That's new. Okay. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons that you'd be into getting this one. You're right. Um, so and the yeah, drill usually, accessory too. So right. mm-hmm. I could see a lot of people buying this even just to get that alternate head to then take their regular, you know, repaint it obviously and take the regular Spexians and to give mm-hmm. a little bit of variety to them as well. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so let's jump. All right, let's get to Scourge. This is... Scourge is a brutish thug whose only marketable skills are his incredible strength and nearly impenetrable scaly hide. This duoderm tracker has made a career out of hunting down fugitives and returning them bruised and battered to those who have placed a price on their heads. Although not a full-time employee of the Traders Union of the Five Circles of Cosmerium, Scourge gets most of his work from that organization. This includes a recent bounty on a Bleeders Guild spy who uncovered something he shouldn't have. Chasing the spy to a nearby transportation outpost, Scourge waits for his quarry to exit the safety of that facility. One swipe of his massive tail and the chase will be over and he will be on his co- way to collect his fee for another capture. Uh, he comes with a large mace, a trident weapon, and he comes with the dragon head from Arachagor and also Kragnar's head repainted green. Before Curtis can poo-poo all over this. <laughs> This is my favorite figure of the wave right here. It is intended to be a Whiplash tribute, and this is the other PowerCon debut figure. Um, I will say, I, I get the Whiplash part of it, but for me, what's great about it, he just he's a giant green space dragon. Like, that's why I want him in my collection. Um, he's It's a great repaint, vibrant greens, blues... Uh, the copper, um, the great color scheme, and like I said, that Arachigor head repainted in green just looks amazing to me. And this is one that I will actually take him and 
display him on my mythic shelf right with Arachagor. So, Sean, I'm going to let you go before Curtis has a chance to talk <laughs> about anything. Um, this one, this one, I was like, oh. Uh, you know, like, okay, we got a Whiplash tribute, which, you know, for me, I'm not a big Whiplash guy to begin with, but uh, the Green Dragon part, yeah, I'm cool with the Green Dragon. Um, and it, the, one, the one thing I really thought was cool with this one is all of the, um, the PowerCon debut figures have been the six-inch figures up until this point. So now I feel like this is opening up what we can do with any other PowerCon debut figures from here on out because they've never gone this size. So that to me was like, ooh, the possibilities, you know, what, what could we do? Like maybe getting a two bad one day or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, and yep. um, so Beast that Ma- Beastman could be fun if they made him a bigger. Absolutely. Character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so that. This this opened a door that I didn't realize I needed opened, and I want to step through it to see what else is going to be on the other side now that he's here. So, um, but it, yeah, this one this one didn't wow me. It just had me going, cool green dragon. It, it fit more into mythics to me than cosmic, even with sure. the adaptations that they've done to make it more cosmic. But I don't have a huge problem with it, and in, in, in that way, it's just like okay, they're just reusing the parts, so. And on that note, Curtis. All right. What are your thoughts? Let me just preface this by saying that (laughs) I am a force, the four horsemen, uh, cuck. I love everything that they put out. I buy everything that they put out. Um, I have been, you know, I'm a super fan. Okay. Um, the first picture that they're using there where it's basically the entire Arachagor figure just repainted. I, don't like it at all um i think that you know the my problem with it is is that you've got in the in that first picture you've Mm -hmm. got the same head arms hands legs feet tail as a rakagor it's basically a rakagor which is a mythic legion figure in a totally separate line that's a totally separate race and now you're putting something in cosmic legions which is a different line different race, different world, and they look absolutely identical. Now there's some different parts of the armor and weapons and this and that, but the figure itself, the character looks the exact same. And I think, you know, there's with these tribute figures, they've always done a reuse of parts. So that's nothing new, Uh, but there's usually a different um, configuration to the parts. You know, it's not usually the exact same as this a different figure. Like maybe it would have an armored arm, or maybe you put in some boots on there instead of the the you know bare feet, or you know whatever it is. As a um, whiplash tribute, it looks okay. But when you just when we just bought a Rakagor, we don't even have it in hand yet. It's still out there on pre order, and now you're giving me the exact same thing in a different color for a different world. That. I don't like it all. Now, what I will say is, if you then go down on Source Horseman, you go down to the last figure picture that they've got on there before you get into the like the background shots and stuff, where he's got the head head on there. Yeah, that I love. That does not look like a Rakagor. 
It does not look like it's part of Mythic Legions. It doesn't look like it's a complete reuse of parts just repainted. It looks like a cosmic figure, in my opinion. Sure. That is the main picture I think they should have used. That is the head. That is the the picture that I would have presented as the main look for it. And I think that you would have had less people irritated with the repaint and that kind of thing. Um, because there were some, some people that were irritated with it. Um, and then there were some people like yourself that loved it. So I just, I think that, that this, you know, this look here is a much better look for cosmic. I think it's a better whiplash look in my opinion. I was just about to say the same. I I completely agree. For me, that head is the whiplash head because whiplash was not a dragon. You know, Mm -hmm. he, that is the whiplash head in my opinion. Um, and this is one I could actually see myself buying two of. Um, probably taking the the chest armor off one with I would probably do the dragon head with no chest armor, put him in my Arachagor, and that's my my dragon duo, you know. And then put the armor on, use the other head, and that could go with cosmics or whatever. Like I feel the same. I feel they're just changing out that head. Give it gives it such a different look that I could see myself doing two of these. And well, and, and these, these were the two Kragnar heads that we got, right? And they use the mouth-closed, kind of yep. the um, sad-looking Kragnar head for this. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I'm going to be taking one of those Kragnar heads that's got the gritted teeth, the more angry look, and I'm going to mm, repaint yeah. that for mm. for this, this Whiplash that. because I think that is a, a cool head to use on that. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to buy this figure. I'm going to love this figure. I just didn't like the way that they presented it with that first picture with the dragon head, because it was such a reuse of parts, um, in the exact same configuration that it just rubbed me the wrong way, but yeah, and love them. And like, for me, I'm good with that. Cause like I said, like, that's what I want. I want it to be my blue and my green dragon. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it's the same as saying, you know, that, you know, the skeletons, you know, all look basically the same. Well, of course they do. They're yeah. all skeletons. If, you know? And if it so. was, if they were both in mythic, I would hundred yeah. percent agree with you. If they did this, if this whiplash tribute was a mythic figure and it was the same race as Arachagor in the same world. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. with you 100%. And that's the how I'm using yeah. yeah. So the fact that this is a different world and it's a different race and the storyline is supposed to be different, but they look identical, right. that's the part that kind of irritated it, me a bit. It, it kind of muddied it. Or yeah. or yeah. I don't I don't want to say it, it made it cheap, but it had that vibe of like here – I hate saying this, but it's like a cash grab almost. It's like this. this is not one that maybe they should have done this year. Mm-hmm. This could have been maybe after we got Arachagor, and then they give you the power contribute maybe next year. Yep. And they and like find another kid. Like the one that I know the most people were hoping for would have been a buzz off because those Spexians really lend themselves to that buzz off. It's coming. It's and coming. I, I'm, I'm sure, and I, I have no problem with that because I can't wait to see what the buzz off figure would look like. But the, it, this one for me, when I saw it, it was like I said, Green Dragon. Yes, it really did just feel like, you know, second verse, same as the first. The minute I mm-hmm. saw this and I'm like, 
it didn't blow my hair back because I don't have the hair, obviously, but it didn't really like blow my mind either. It's it was it was very much like it really did feel like they're doing this because they just had the parts available more yep. than they wanted to do the figure this way, I guess. But like I said, the size is what really makes me go. I'm really hopeful for other ones in the future because this is this is the beginning of something that could be really cool. If if they would have done that with the two Kragnar heads instead of the Kragnar and Arachagor, mm-hmm. I would have had zero problems with this figure. I would have loved it. Because um, it's within the confines Yes, it's still Cosmic. within Cosmic yeah. Legion and, and all this and that. Um, it's just, you know, the way that they presented it and the way that that was the main look that they showed. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. you know, you know how it is with these things when they get revealed – you don't see everything like you'll see somebody will post, Oh, did you see this? And you just get the one shot. Yeah. And that one shot that I got, like that initial first impression was, Wow, they repainted Arachagor. Um, you know, and you don't, you know, so that I don't want to say somebody that. spoiled it for me, but it did. It really spoiled because that was my first impression and it just kind of lingered. But then when I saw that other head, I'm like, Oh, well, that's good. Why didn't mm-hmm. they lead with that? You know? Mm-hmm. I completely get where you're coming from, but for me, it's the exact opposite. If it did mm. not have the Arachigor head, it mm. would have just gone to like, eh, okay, maybe okay. I'll get it. Like, you know, like I yeah. said, I might get two to display the bow, so I like the second one, but mm. the dragon head is really what sold me, like, that's a must-have. Um, and, like, for me, I own quite a few of the, the PowerCon, the tribute figures. Mm-hmm. Very few of them do I actually have. Like, my Purplore has the... Is that the Orc head? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got Darina with the helmet. You know, I got Dragoo with the helmet. Like, I usually... All mine, I usually go... Uh, Kauros, I've got displayed as the cat head. But he's, like, the only one where I'm actually, like, in the kind of... The tribute head. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. And like I said, to me, the Kragnar head is the Whiplash head. But if I can only end up getting one... I'm doing the Arachagor. So Gotcha. And in my mind I don't worry about storylines or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, last up, now that we've discussed the best figure out of the wave, uh the Tusk yes, we, pilot. Yes, we did cover the many faces, you're right. Yeah, the many faces. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh we Sean, quite well. <laughs> I think you're up. Tusk pilot. All right. Tusk pilots are near the top of the hierarchy of soldiers employed by the Traders Union of the Five Circles of Cosmerium. This level of recognition tends to foster arrogance amidst the ranks of these pilots, yet their, se- their sense of self-importance is well-deserved given the skill and dedication required to climb to this lofty rank within the organization. For all the privileges and status that Tusk pilots are afforded, their position is also para also a perilous one. There is no margin for error for Tusk pilots, for even the smallest mistake can mean a one-way ticket from the cockpit of a starship to the fighting rings of a penal institution. I got to say penal. You did. (laughs) Uh, So yes, so this figure comes with a heavy blaster, a pistol, a wrist blaster, a Cosmerian hologram attachment, two sets of hands, and a helmeted and unhelmeted head. Uh, Go ahead. What what do we think about this? Now, this is we've seen quite a few tusk 
uh, two now. We it was what a science officer. Right? Three. We had the yeah the science officer the um God what was the first one? There was another the sentry. There was mm-hmm. the sentry, but there was another. There was a female one. I can't remember. Oh, there was another one too. The, like, the yeah. ones that are all in black. The um I forget what the names of those are. So we've had quite a few tusks. The engineer. So yeah, we had yeah, the engineer, yeah, yeah. science officer, and sentry. And now we're getting the pilot. So we're just at too many tusks? <laughs> no, I, I I like the tusk. I like that they're, they kind of have a um, stormtrooper, legion builder kind of vibe to them. You know, they're, you know, you've got you like your your Hoth stormtroopers, and you got your ones that are on the Death Star, and you got your mm-hmm. biker stormtrooper. You know, I just I, I that's what I feel about with these. And uh, you know, this one was the first reveal that they did, and the paint job on it is just stellar. Um, that metallic red is so cool. It's it's like you know, like a brand new sports car, man. This thing is just hot. Um, you know, I just, I love the overall look with, when it's armored. Um, and then you've got, you know, the, that head that they painted, that's just an amazing blue that contrasts against that red. Um, and if you look at the, the one shot where it's got the, um, the unhelmeted head, and then it's got like that chest piece kind of removed and you've only got the the basic chest underneath. I was just about to bring that up. I I just now realized that that hump part was removable yeah and like if that doesn't scream iron man like <laughs> that is that has got <laughs> iron man tribute written all over it man it's yeah, just mm-hmm. it yeah so i love the armor i love the blue head um you know this is one that i think i would have to get a couple of uh just because it's a generic character that i can you know have multiple on my shelf and you know have it have it look okay um for sure so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm all in on this character for sure. Sean, um, I think this one for me is it, it, like I'm not a customizer like Curtis in any way, shape, or form. I just do the pop and swaps. So for me, this guy is the easiest one for me to go. I probably would pass on this one if I don't do an all in. Um, because it, for me, at least, the, the other ones have a little more personality. This guy just feels like a stormtrooper, like mm-hmm. kind of what Curtis is saying. And for me, the stormtroopers were like, if I had one, I was usually okay. I didn't really, I wasn't an army builder as a kid compared to now. And this guy, I, the original ones that they had out are more interesting to me visually than this guy for some reason. So uh, I, I think uh, I do agree that, you know, the armor, I, I like the black and red. That's always been a color scheme. Mm-hmm. That's a really fun color scheme, but I don't know. It's like it, it for me, a black and red on somebody who looks like they're going to be like a hot shot versus that face doesn't look hot shot or or like you know the way that the uh, the bio uh, was speaking them up to be. So there is that like okay, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't mesh for me, but uh, I agree. Like the the different parts you could definitely see some good stuff from a customizer that has the vision of what they want to do. But for somebody like me, it's like, eh, yeah, what it is. Like I'm even thinking like without painting with just, just pop and swabs. Yeah. You take those cloth arms and legs, the, the, you know, the sculpted cloth, I should say. 
and you remove those and put like some gold Magnus armor arms yeah. and legs with the the gold and the red. Yeah. Oh man, this is Iron Man. You pop a <laughs> pop a head on him, and he is yep. ready to go. <laughs> I agree. I can definitely see a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Um, it's a great looking figure, color scheme wise. Um, so how how long are we thinking before we get an actual starship? Oh, it's it's going to be a while. You think so? I, I don't think there's anything in the works right now, just based on the things that I'm hearing. Um, oh, I forget Curtis you know. is all the inside info. No, well, this is no inside information. This is just I, from all the millions of shows that I watch, including Jeremy's, that, you know, they, they say, like, you know, that's not even on their radar right now. Um, I, I think, think it's next... got to be a little bit. I mean, and I'm not talking like a big... Millennium Falcon type thing, but like just mm. a little single fighter for like these guys. Like you don't, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? You don't release pilots but, without at least thinking about getting them something to pilot. And that well, was the speculation, but he, he said on his Wednesday show, like, this is just a character. Like, don't read into this. There's nothing, you know, and, and maybe it's in the, you know, five year plan or six yeah. year plan. Well, that's what it, I mean. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I don't gotta think it's be in the plan somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think this line is actually being helped by the horsemen more because the packaging now is going to have like you you can make it into almost like a diorama to yeah. display the figure compared to how the mythic packaging is. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's like they're already helping with that, and I think that's a good start. But this is the very beginning of this line still, even oh, though yeah. it was already you know showcased last year and and uh. Or yeah, last year, mm-hmm. and um, to me, it's like I know if there's a starship that comes out before a dragon, I'm sure there's fans that are going to riot because everybody wants that dragon for mythics. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. To me, like if you do a single, a single fighter, you know, a single pilot fighter, to me, that's the equivalent to a horse, not necessarily the equivalent to a dragon. You know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's, a, it's or a it's, troll maybe. Like, but it's more in it, that vein. Than like saying like a Millennium Falcon type multi yeah. thing like that's the equivalent to a dragon. But I would I would say that like a like if you think of it in Star Wars terms like a speeder bike would be more like a horse. A, okay. a single fighter would be more like I don't know. I mean that's that to for this scale of figure. I mean that thing would have to be at least probably two feet long. You know, I mean it, you're talking like Thunder oh. Tank. Or or something like that. Like it's not maybe no, see, not the as thunder big take as again. Tank. That's bigger. That that you can fit all your cats in that. So that's yeah. That's, maybe not quite that big. I'm trying to think what would be the equivalent of it. And more like um, an A wing or maybe something. The, maybe like know? the hiss tank or something. Well, it, like the Wind Raider from Classics, for instance. Yeah. Or, yeah, or the Battle yeah. Ram in Classics or something. Right. Right. Where, you know, there's there's some there's some heft to it, but you, your figure can get in there pretty easily and all yeah. that stuff. Right. I mean, the the thing, too, is, I mean, how many waves and how many years was Mythics going until we got horses? Yeah, that's true. I right. mean, it, this is literally, we're in the first year of this line right now, and mm-hmm. we haven't gotten any in hand other than the test shots. So, for me personally, I'm not expecting them to do anything crazy yet, but in the future, like, say, four or five years from now, like like the five-year plan, like, yeah. like he was saying... I could see that being like a possibility, but I feel like there's enough on the horizon with mythics that fans have been like, no, this is, this is our time. And they were talking about like 
is it is it this year or next year is the year of the dragon next year so yeah. next year is the year of the yeah. dragon in the chinese calendar yeah. if they don't do something in that year with that at least hinted going into the yeah. future i i honestly think they're gonna be i don't feel like they're messing up but there is that's a great way to go oh you're the dragon guess what you know and um so i mean this for me this wave and this not wave this whole line cosmics yeah. it's like i i'm waiting for it to still build up because there's still world building that they're trying to do with this line because to me it's like a starship doesn't make as much sense as having the 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 grave ring or whatever mm-hmm. like having something where this is the official grave ring to have the characters in it and you can display them and take your photos or whatever that's, that's where this first year i feel like they built that mythology in this way more than worrying about like spaceships or whatever as of right now i will just say though i mean that's a great point about mythics and how long they took to build up the horses and everything but cosmic i feel has also gotten a huge jump start because of mythics like that you can compare the two Mm timetables i mean that that first mythic kickstarter like that was it i mean it was a huge wave but that was it for like a year until they got it out. Here yeah. we've already had three. We're on our third pre-order for Cosmics within the first year. Yeah, so I, I mean, mean you the, can't. It's you, an accelerated timetable comparatively. Now I still you, don't yeah. think like a Starship is in this year. I would say second to third year at the latest, in my personal opinion, to get some sort of a ship. You make a good point because the like when Mythics was first starting, they had to build up yeah. all the tooling for everything. Right. With Cosmic, you see just in this wave that we just looked at, you know, that female figure used an arm from a goblin. It used a torso that we've right. seen on many of the female knights. The Whiplash used all the parts that we've seen on Arachagor. So they're able to borrow some of those parts from Mythic and bring it over. So it's mm-hmm. not completely all new tooling so that does give them a little bit faster uh or shorter runway i guess you know where they're they're kind of taking off a little bit quicker well and even just even just the capital idea because literally Mm -hmm. that first mythic kickstarter if it Mm -hmm. hadn't met the goal we wouldn't be here right now that's like they could not have launched that line without that money now we know scourge and operative 83 they're already probably being packaged at this point because they have to be here in August, or they're at least being manufactured. Like, that was unheard of back when Mythic started. There was no way the horsemen were, you know, Father Christmas, Headless Horseman, Krampus. Those figures were all done, made, and sitting in New Jersey before we even knew about them. Like, that would not have been possible at the beginning of Mythic Legions. So. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun, but I'm coming up against a hard stop. So I'm yes, sir. Have to we appreciate you. Myself out. We appreciate you coming <laughs> off world with us, and uh, we'll have to do some more of this. Absolutely. Yeah, soon. yeah it's yeah. fun. We'll get something. Thanks going. for dropping in. All yeah, right, Curtis. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Bye. See All right, guys. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right, Curtis. Thanks for jumping in. Thank you, guys. <laughs> For coming along with us off world. We really appreciate it. Um, that was fun. He really oh, is inevitable. He is <laughs> inevitable. Uh, who knows where he's going to pop up next? <laughs> who um, was that masked man? And I will say for the cosmic 
pre-order. Uh, it starts on March 31st and goes through April 30th. And the all-in price will be $235. So not a bad deal at all if you get the all-in uh, individual price. All right. Well, that was a marathon episode. Thank you guys who are still tuned in with us. We appreciate it. Uh, check out all those Mattel Masters of the Universe toys. They are available for pre-order now. Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, um, probably lots of other places. And that's it just, there's too much info there to share because there is a bunch of different releases, different months, everything else. Uh, you can find the breakdowns mm-hmm. out there. Uh, and then, of course, like yeah. we said, Cosmic from Store Horseman starting Friday the 31st, uh, going through the end of April. Sean, anything to say to our fans before we take off? Um, look, one way or the other, you're going to have fun between Origins, between Masterverse, and even if you're in the Mythics and Cosmics, look at that. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a trying time. There's so much good stuff out there that it is it is difficult to see what works and what doesn't with the wallet, but you know, if you can afford it, have a blast with it. Enjoy. So Absolutely. until next time. <laughs> yep, guys, thanks for tuning in. Please click the buttons down below. Like, share, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Uh, join the Legendati Facebook group. It's where you get the most up-to-date information about the show and lots of other things people like to share in there about the toys, the comics, everything else. Um, and stay tuned because there will be something special dropping very soon. Uh, and you got to be part of the Legendati to hear about it first. So we look forward to that. We want to thank everyone that joined us today. Uh, and until next time, go play with your toys. <laughs> Oh, come on. Oh!